Are you someone with a dream, passion, and desire to become an entrepreneur? Hi, I'm Corey Mosley, and I'm on a mission to provide education and empowerment to aspiring entrepreneurs. If that's you, you're invited to join me every week as I talk with everyday entrepreneurs committed to beating the odds and building their businesses. Welcome to the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Yes, that is the place to tune in to hear from entrepreneurs who are building their business and making it happen every day. As usual, I'm your host, Corey Mosley. I want to thank you, as always, for joining me. And you know what? We've got another phenomenal show today because we're going to be talking about something that I think is super important, and it's this idea of finding your core. Now, I know you may be thinking different things when I say find your core, but it's really an acronym that we're going to break down for you. And actually, I'm not going to break it down for you. As usual, I've invited another phenomenal guest on the show. And let me tell you something. This guy is, he's everywhere. He's in planes, trains, and automobiles, really changing the world. I've got Dr. Will Moreland joining me today. He's a highly sought-after keynote speaker for leadership and business growth. He's actually known as America's number one leadership life trainer. He's one of the most inspiring thought leaders and leadership trainers of our time. In fact, he's been called the Kobe Bryant of personal development for his tenacious approach to helping others discover their genius potential and live their best life. He's worked with numerous organizations in 40 different countries. It's funny because probably a lot of us can't name 40 different countries, but he's worked with companies like Intel, Edwards Jones, USDA, the U.S. Army. He is a military veteran, Boeing. MLB, NASCAR. He is just simply a passionate and inspiring keynote speaker and leadership trainer. And I'm so happy that we were able to get him. We chased him down for a few weeks and months. And uh, I don't know where he is. He's probably in Bali right now coming to us. But Dr. Will, thanks for joining the show, man. Man, I am amped and pumped up to be here, Corey. Thank you so much, man, to give me the opportunity to hang out with your fearless uh, community, man. I'm really excited. Absolutely. And I'm glad to have you. So I want to just dive right in because, you know, I've known you for a few years. We follow each other on social media. We've had some opportunities to mastermind a little bit together. And you got a lot of different things going on, wearing a lot of hats, some on the front of the scene, some behind the scene. I know you spent a lot of time in the military. You lived in Germany for 15 years. Just tell the audience a little bit about the story, about your story for those that this may be their first introduction to Dr. Will. Yeah, so really quick, I'm originally from a little city called Compton, California. Don't know if you ever heard of it, (laughs) but uh, when I was raised in Compton, California, Compton was said to be absolutely the worst city in America. So if you can kind of wrap your mind around that with all the cities and all the states that somehow we got the tag of being the worst city in America. We were, you know, at the genesis of gangs and the drug epidemic in the United States. And um, Mm. for a little time, man, I got caught up in that, got uh, around the wrong individuals, found myself going down the wrong road. Eventually, I find myself in front of a judge who Mm. gives me what I call the opportunity of a lifetime. He says, either you can hang out in one of our nice facilities or you can go to the Army. Well, I'm no dummy. You know, jail or the (laughs) Army, I chose the (laughs) Army. 
and Corey, you know, many times in life you make choices that you don't know at the time are going to be life transforming choices. But for Mm -hmm. me, that was the best choice of my life because in the military is where I got to a place where I was able to get some structure, some discipline and some vision in my life. And um, I was in the military, served in the United States Army for six years. And that's when I really got the bug to start my own company, which I started back in 2002 when I left the military, which is a leadership consultant company. And that's where we are now, man. I get the opportunity, as you said earlier, to travel all around the world and train entrepreneurs and leaders on how to maximize their skill sets and maximize their potential. So skill set, you brought up an important thing. We're going to get to core in a second, but you know, I have this thing called the skill set mindset equation, right? There's, there's people who are just great at stuff but can't wrap their way around the execution. And there's people who have great dreams and won't actually add the skills to do it. I'm curious because I don't know. I normally like rhetorical questions so I can predict the outcome of things. But I don't know if you agree with me on this. But there is this thing out here that I don't agree with, which is this idea that we should just all jump off the cliff and then grow our wings on the way down. And I've heard people that I have a lot of respect for say it, motivational guys, big luminary names that you and I would know that say things like that. And what I find as someone who deals with business owners, who deals with people who sold their for cash in their 401ks to, to start their tinkering shop that didn't work. And, you know, I, I drive by a place where there's a four lease sign and I know what happened there, right? I know somebody's dream, you know, they, they jumped maybe and grew their wings down and didn't know what they were supposed to be doing. Do you agree with the idea of skilling up first versus this blind thing that you just have to go, you just have to jump and then figure it out? Where do you fall on that equation? Well, well, Corey, I'm laughing because um, I experienced that, man. I used to be a proponent of that, of jump and grow your wings, man. But on the other side of this, this is what I tell people right now. Go get you a skill set. Go get you a plan because this is what I tell you. You will not be passionate in the dark, and it's hard to be motivated when you're hungry. So, um I tell people now, if if I was going to do it all over, definitely I would have had a better plan. I would have had a better strategy. I know for some people it works, but to be honest with you, Corey, for the majority of people who just jump, that lifespan is very short. And uh, what I found out is most people, after they do that, they fall into depression. They feel like a loser. They feel embarrassed. Um, Now they don't want to go back and go get a job because now they feel as though they're giving up on their dream. Now they feel as though that they really don't believe in themselves. But I tell people all the time, listen, you need to go feed your family. Go get two McDonald's jobs. It's nothing a shame uh, for about feeding your family. So I used to be in that category of okay. go jump, but uh, a whole lot of uh, hungry nights and a whole lot of repossessed cars later, uh, go, get a, go get a plan. Go get a plan. I, I, I always say, see if you can send Ford Motor Credit your passion, right? Yeah. See, see if SunTrust Bank accepts passion for mortgage payments, right? It, exactly. it, they don't. So it's a, it sounds good, right? It's a good sound bite to get people amped up. And listen, I pride myself on being as motivational as the next guy, right? You need motivation. You need education, right? People need to be educated, but they need to be activated as well. So we get that, but there is that bigger piece to it. I've been coaching a lot of people in the consult, like, right, want to do the consulting space because that's easy to do, right? Get yourself a little LLC and call yourself a consultant. It's easier, more easier said than done 
20 years later for me, you've been doing it for a long time. But, you know, I'll talk to people all the time who don't understand fees, don't understand how to charge, right? And I tell them they're busy, booked, and broke, right? Right. (laughs) They've got the three Bs going for them because they made those mistakes because they didn't skill up on educating how to create value-based fees and how to do these different things. So let's talk about core. So we're talking about finding your core. And of course, there's an easy one. You know, that's an easy word that you think about what's inside you, your, your core. We think about it in exercise. We think about it in the military. Let's talk about your application of core. What does it mean to you and how can you share it, your approach uh, with the audience? Yeah, so seven, seven or eight years ago, I woke up one morning, Corey, and I really didn't know who I was. You know, I knew what people called me. They called me Dr. Will. They called me an entrepreneur. They called me a a former military. They called me veteran. But to be honest, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I liked to do. I didn't know what I liked to eat. I didn't know what car I liked to drive because everybody said, hey, if you make this much money, you need to drive this car. If you do this, you need to live over here. If you're black, you're not supposed to go skiing. If you're, you know, you're not supposed (laughs) to eat this food. You know what I mean? So literally, I'll tell you that story in a minute, but go ahead. I'll tell you that story in a minute, but go ahead. (laughs) So literally, I wake up and I say, I don't know who I am. You know, I'm successful, um, I have a nice life, but I don't know who I am. So Mm. fast forward, I tell my wife, I say, you know what? I'm gonna go on this clarity journey. I'm gonna go on this journey to find out who I really am as an individual, as a husband, as a father, as a family. I want us to know who we are. So we went, Corey, and we're continuously doing this uh, on this clarity journey. We started doing everything. I went skiing. I went camping. I ate all types of food that they say I'm not supposed to eat because I wanted to be accurate in who I was. And so when we talk about CORE, the C stands for clarity. You need to take out some time in your life and ask yourself, who are you really? And who do you want to do life with? And what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And many of us don't know. A lot of us are living someone else's idea. My mom wanted me to be a nurse. My dad wanted me to be a lawyer. You know, they said I was always going to be this, or they said you should do this. But really have a conversation with yourself about who do you like? Who do you want to be? And what do you want to do? And so that's how you get to clarity, right? In your business, who do you want to work with? What type of clients do you want to work with? Do you want to be B2B? Do you want to be B2C? And Corey, this is so vital because so many people I coach and I know you coach, they're lost and they're spending so much money going to all these conferences, buying all these programs because they've never sat down to get clear on who they really are. So that's the C. If we go to the O, it's once you find your clarity, once you go through this journey, now you want to start finding opportunities to live out your clarity. Mm-hmm. So once you figure out what type of business you want to run, what type of life you want to live, now find opportunities that allow you to do that. So I know you travel. I travel a lot. We're always getting asked to go speak at different events. And people, you know, they think because you're a speaker that you can just speak on anything. But once right. you get to clarity, I say no more than I say yes now because I'm clear. Like, you know what? I'm probably not going to have a good time at that conference. I'm probably not going to have fun with those people. Hold on. I got to tell you. 
I got to get these two thoughts out while I'm thinking about it. Because you talked about, you talked about black people don't ski. So a buddy of mine convinced me. So we convinced we're going to go skiing. I said, I'll try it, right? I'm probably not as on the journey as you, but I'm like, okay, we'll do it. Let me see what it's all about. So of all the places we can go ski, you know, my buddy, he's, he's a spender. So he's like, uh, got to go to Vail. So, so we're going to go to some of the most dangerous peaks in the history, you know, next to Switzerland, next to the Alps, right? We're going to go to Vail, not to like little bunny hop hills in, in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. So we're going all the way to Vail. We go all the way to Vail. And you talk about, you know, the impact of race. I was counting brothers out there and uh, I counted four. Uh, that included myself and three were behind the counter assisting me in various ways. So, so I did get the message that I don't know if Vail's exactly, I don't know if skiing, I might ski again, but I treat that more as a bucket list item, Vail and, and the experience. And I might just see what they have for me in the Blue Ridge Mountains over here in Virginia, maybe, maybe get some more color out there. And then the other thing I was thinking about when you said about turning stuff down Les Brown tells a great story of, of the million stories that he tells. He talks about, you know, how, how he had done a keynote and he was, you know, tired for the day and he was walking out of his hotel and a guy came in from the hotel next door and recognized him and said, you know, our keynote speaker, uh, something happened. He couldn't make it. Is it, is it possible? And he's like, I'm really, you know, kind of worn out for the day. It's been a long day. Uh, you know, what, what kind of fee do you have available? And they told him what the fee is. And he said, the Lord is able. And he, he just all of a sudden, right, the strength came back to him. So when you were talking about turning down stuff, right, it's so easy to say. And I, what I like what you said there is as you grow and develop, right, you make those decisions because it's tough right, to coach somebody and look them in the face and say, hey, you need to turn this down when we just had that conversation about keeping the lights on and keeping the bills paid and, and, and trying to stay booked. So I had to share those two things while you were talking. So, so clarity, opportunities. Okay, go ahead. What's the R? Yeah, and so the R is relationships. Who do you want to do life with? I like who, that term. Who's really important to you? A lot like of times, for, especially as entrepreneurs, we talk about time freedom and we talk about our family and how important mm -hmm. our family is to us. But how many people are really vested in their family? How many people are really, you know, investing that time with their family? So you got to really get clear on that. Is your family, your friends, or whoever you want to do life with, how important are they to you? And what are you doing to make sure you invest the right type of time with them. So for me, relationships are very important. I have an eight-year-old son and a 15-year-old daughter. And so nice. it was important for me not just to provide for them, but for me to be available to them. And um, I've read all the stories like you've read, you know, about successful individuals, and then they end up dying and the kids are like, you know, we know they loved us, but we didn't know them. They provided mm -hmm, for us, mm -hmm. but we really didn't know so them. I didn't want that story. You know, I wanted to see my son crawl. I wanted to see my son walk. I wanted to be there for my daughter when she was going through Girl Scouts. I want to be there and, you know, have those conversations. I didn't want to do video calls all the time. So for me, right. I made a conscious decision in my business to create a business based on clarity that allowed me to be available for the most important relationships in my life. So let me ask you your opinion on this as you were talking. So much similarity here, right? Like I use the word alignment a lot when I talk yeah. to people. What do you What are you most in alignment with, right? It's kind of my, um, it's kind of my thing. Some people talk about heart centered, and they have different words that are true to them. Alignment is kind of the truest words to me. What do you think about? Because the only thing I talk about is dream killers, right? Mm -hmm. And I warn people a lot of times that 
dream killers, right, come in all shapes and sizes in all relationships. So a relationship, because one of the most dangerous things, right, is to have a spouse or to have a mother or a parent who is a dream killer, <laughs> right? Because most dream killers, I'm not talking about haters, right? Those are different people. Right, dream right. killers are people who, who are in your circle of influence who I believe create negative environments in the name of trying to look out for you. Right. right. When your mother says, you know, hey, that sounds like a good idea, but you know what? Why don't you not do that? Why don't you put that on the back burner? Maybe that won't work. And I'm only telling you this, Will, because because I care about you. Right. right. What do you say to people as, as you talk about relationships? Um, what's your opinion on dream killers and, you know, advice coming from people who aren't really qualified to be giving out advice? You know, what I've learned to do now um, over the years is. I respect people's opinion. I understand where they're coming from. As an entrepreneur, I realize we're part of the small minority in the population. I understand that people just aren't wired like we are. Um, and so when, you know, uh, even till today, man, Corey, my mom, when I talk to my mom, my mom still doesn't understand what I do. She's like, That's my you got that doctor. Why don't you go get a real nice job, right? <laughs> to make so good money. Said, good money. You I said, Mom, money. I'm doing all right. You know, I'm doing all right with this entrepreneurship thing. She was like, I just wish, you know, you got those kids now. If you just get something more stable. <laughs> and so I understand that she she loves me. And, and I say, and I tell her this all the time. I say, Mom, you do know the money that I send you every single month is coming from this little entrepreneur thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. You know, so I, you know, I don't, I don't let it get to me anymore now, man. I realize that they're looking at life through a different lens, you know, and um, I've learned to, you know, realize, man, we're just a different, we're just a different type of individual. And um, I live in my truth. I love entrepreneurship and I let them do them. You know, I don't try to make people who are corporate be entrepreneurs right. and I don't try to get people who are entrepreneurs to be corporate. Like, do you? My whole thing is be happy. If you're happy, be happy. You're bringing up so many, talking to you is bringing up so many stories. And this happened the last time we started talking. We had like 30 minutes booked and it was like an hour and a half. We're both like, man, we got, I got calls coming up. I got calls coming up. But you bring up so many stories. So I used to live, uh, I lived in New Jersey. We lived on uh, Liberty National Golf Course, which is right on the Hudson River. Beautiful place. They have the Barclays there and everything. And my grandmother, she's the one where you say your mother, it's my grandmother. So my grandmother comes over to our place or our condo and, you know, you're going through the gate and the, and the whole thing. Statue of Liberty is right there. And, and she comes into place and she's walking around. And my grandmother is just straight up gangster, right? So she's like, she looks around and she says, I don't think she knows I'm around the corner. She looks around, she goes, this boy must be in the debt up to his eyeballs. <laughs> and, and so, and so, and so, you just have those things come back. So, all right, let me get back on track here because you just keep the story. The stories keep popping up. All right, give us the E, and then I and, and then so, I got a follow up question for you. So the E is experiences. How do you want to experience life, right? How do you really want to experience life? And for a lot of people, it goes back to clarity. I think there are really four to five things, Corey, that you're going to really enjoy doing. So for me, it's I love the beach. I love the water. I love music. I love going to concerts. I love the ability to provide for my family. And so inside of that, there's only about four or five experiences that really are meaningful to me that I want to get involved in. And that's what I'm committed to, you know, 
And so a lot of people, once again, if you get the clarity, Corey, you begin to find out, okay, what does it cost to finance your picture? What does it cost to finance your story, your lifestyle? And then you stop wasting money on a whole lot of other stuff that doesn't really matter to you. And so, like I said, I went on this clarity journey. I experienced a whole lot of things. And now I'm at the point, like I know for sure, skiing is not one of the things that I want to invest in. That's right. just me. But I like, you know, uh, jet skis. I like being on the water. Right, so right, I'll invest right. in that. So for me, when I looked at the experiences, how do I want going back to relationships with those important relationships? How do you want to experience life with them? So I have a group of guys that every year we go on a trip. We have a mm -hmm. man trip mm -hmm. where we just mm -hmm. kind of decompose and complain about our wives, complain about children, complain about life, you know, all that type of stuff. It's a safe environment. Nobody's going to go run their mouth. Those are the types of experiences that I want to enjoy in life. And so that's my core, man. When you get to clarity, you look for opportunities, you find the relationships that help you create the best experiences in life. And to me, that's living from your core, man. And when you live from your core, you live an exciting life. Awesome. I think that is so valuable and so broken down in a way that people can lay it out. I do a training called the five simple strategies to get your business started now, right? So just go. laying that out so you have that compact. So let me ask you this question, then we're going to pivot to, um, to the rest of our segments today. What advice, right, would you give to someone working in that corporate world? You've spoken at a lot of corporate events, and I have to imagine, I mean, if it's anything like when I do them, you do a ton more than me in the corporate world, but when I do do them, there's always somebody pulling me aside or grabbing me, you know, that's in that corporate role, in that middle manager, caught in the marketing silo, whatever silo they're in, right? right. Whatever department they report to, that is like, my job's cool. I'm making quotation marks, good money, right? That's such a wide, <laughs> I love when people say that. But, you know, I've been really wanting to do fill in the blank. Some people aren't built for it, right? And that's just the truth. If everyone was achieved, there'd be no Indian. I mean, there is a relationship, right? There is a yin and yang to, to this stuff. What advice do you have for those people who are in that corporate world that have had something sitting on their heart or in their head or in their spirit, whatever you're into? I always say, whatever everybody's into, right? Your heart, your spirit, your, the Lord's telling you, whatever your thing is, right? What, what, do you, what do you say to those people in terms of trying to find out if they should or shouldn't, or what advice can you give the audience here? The first thing, we talked a little bit about it. Don't quit your day job. Do not quit your day job, right? But this is what I do tell them. I say, okay, let's find some opportunities. If you say you want to go impact the world, if you say you want to go and uh, help people, you want to go speak, let's find opportunities with inside the opportunity already. So what can you do on Saturday morning? What can you do on Sunday morning to get the itch, right? To get the, the itch right. scratched. Right. right. What can you do? What small things can you do? Uh, we talked about that. You talk about it. Who can you go and find as a mentor? You know, go to the entrepreneur. Go ask them, uh, what is it really like? I, I know, you know, you're always posting on Facebook and Instagram and, right. you know, but people don't realize Instagram and Facebook, that is one picture of a 24-hour cycle. So don't right. get caught in the one picture because right, right after that one picture, you don't know what could have happened. You know, I was telling people last night, I took my family out to dinner last right. night. And right. if I would have posted that picture, everybody would have said, oh, look at Dr. Willie's out with his family. But I walk out to the parking lot, somebody hit my car. 
Right. Now, I didn't post a picture of that. You know what right. I mean? Right, right, right. Somebody, right. somebody hit my car. So for that person who is on their job, my, my best advice to them, just go find different ways where you don't have to put, you know, you don't have to risk your whole livelihood to go do it. Because what a lot of people find out, Corey, as you know, is entrepreneurship is not for them. Like they want to do it, but they don't want to do the business around it. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you can go find for a sure. way to help people, you can go mentor people and you can go coach people without starting your own LLC. You know, right. you know, right. every local church, every community are always looking for volunteers. Right. So go see if that's what you really want to do, because mm-hmm. that's what happened mm-hmm. with me in the military. I would have never left the military if I felt I could do what I wanted to do. Just for me, I couldn't. They kept sending me on deployments downrange. So um, that's gotcha. what I would do. Go, go gotcha. find opportunities for you to do what you say you want to do and see if that's what you really want to do. Awesome. Awesome. Man, that was such good information. Now, I got to ask you, as I do everyone, right, what is your craziest or has been your craziest entrepreneurship moment? So my craziest entrepreneurship moment was exactly what we talked about earlier. Eight years ago, I had this, you know, idea of selling my company um, in Germany and moving to Arizona, a state that I had never been to before. I had never visited before. Uh, <laughs> I had one of those moments, like, you know, the Lord is calling me to Arizona. And uh, to be honest with you, I really didn't do the best research. I really didn't do the best planning. My wife was, you know, four or five months pregnant. We moved back to the United States. I find out about this thing called pre-existing uh, health condition, which is when your wife is pregnant, they consider that a pre-existing health condition, oh, wow. yes, yes. which I did not know. So the money that we had in the bank, I oh. uh, invested in having my son birth, you know. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. And so that was, that was probably the, the major thing, man, that uh, we had to climb up, you know, we had to climb up out of that. Mm. And uh, she, was, she was a big trooper, because you know how it is. Uh, we were talked about this earlier about yeah. we're unique people. Everybody's not the entrepreneurship type. My wife is definitely not the entrepreneurship type. She needs all the T's crossed and all the I's dotted. And so living with someone who's not an entrepreneur, man, you already have the stress. And then they're like, okay, right. what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So that probably was the most craziest thing, man, kind of moving across the world, uh, right. not really having a plan, man. Wow. Walter, uh, Walter Bond says, women need detail. So, <laughs> baby, we're going to be big. Okay, I'm with you, honey. How? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? How are we going to form the B? How are wow. we going to get the G? I need to know it all. <laughs> that's right. That is correct. All right. That's awesome, man. So, we're at the part of the show today where we talk about the entrepreneurship rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you some questions just to give you some insights into you and how you tick as an entrepreneur, all right? Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Dr. Will, are you PC or Mac? PC. I'm sorry to hear that. What's your favorite credit card for small business? American Express. Are you a physical planner or digital planner kind of guy? Physical. What's your favorite software right now to manage any one of your businesses in particular? Uh, Hootsuite, social media management. Got it. Is Dr. Will a Starbucks, Dunkin', or other kind of guy? Starbucks. Starbucks, what, what's your order? Uh, my vice, man, is uh, just their regular uh, blonde coffee, man. 
Okay, that's not a bad vice. I mean, people will argue. Nah. I thought you were going to say a double whipped, you know, triple nah, venti nah. espresso <laughs> sweetened to the. <laughs> you know what? I, I love to go to Starbucks just because I love to hear people talk that language, man. Like it, they, they turn into a new person. Uh, whip it with a little cream. Oh, no, no, need enough mocha in it. And I sit there and I'm like, come on, lady, we're not in London. Come on. <laughs> I, I see, man, God, you bring all these stories out of me because I always said, being from Jersey, right? That was Dunkin' Donut capital world. Starbucks, it was like one Starbucks to every five Dunkin' Donuts. But as I moved around, and I used to hate Starbucks coffee, and then I started to like it more. And I would always make fun of those people, right? Come in 190 degrees, this, that, and the other. And I haven't gotten that bad. I'm still kind of like a vanilla latte person. But I was hanging with Ed Robinson one day. Uh, you might oh, know yeah. Ed out of doubt. Yeah. yeah. So I was hanging with Ed, and Ed's in their order, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I want that dusted with a little cinnamon." And I'm like. Uh, so I'm kind of laughing at him, right? And he goes off to the thing, and I come up, and I order my thing, and I'm like, I like a little cinnamon on mine, too. I want to try it. So, so let I'm me like, I'm so big of that guy. So, so, let me, so let me tell you when I knew it was bad, man. When I moved, when I moved back to the United States, um, I, went to, I went to California, uh -huh. and I went to Inglewood. And, you know, if you know Inglewood, Inglewood is the inner city. So yep. they have this Starbucks here. It was Magic Johnson's Starbucks. Okay, of course. <laughs> right. I walk, I walk in here, and when I see gangbangers ordering, yeah, let me get a latte with a little cinnamon <laughs> on it, cup, and then uh, put a little whipped cream on it. I knew we're in trouble. I knew that's when we were in trouble, man. That's great. That is great. <laughs> Nothing like a tough guy ordering a caramel macchiato with extra whip, right? <laughs> that's when I knew. That's when I knew we went crazy, man. <laughs> Look, we're we're all one, right? We can all coalesce around the coffee. Oh man, that's crazy. All right, are you a thank you card kind of person or a thank you email? Thank you card, man. I write them out every month. Nice. When it comes to reading and consuming material, hardcover, tablet, or audiobook. Uh, hardcover and audio. Hard, audio okay. when I'm traveling, uh, hardcover when I'm back home. Tell us, what's your next big goal? My next big goal is to impact 50,000 uh, families, man, to mm. better their finances and create legacy for their family. And what's your timeline for reaching that 50,000? Uh, we have a three-year timeline, and so by 2022, we want to do it. We're formatting it the rest of 2018, so we'll roll it out in 2019, man, and for three years, man, we're going hard on it. All right, I'm writing that down, so when we do the Where Are They Now episodes, there, there we uh, go, man. Uh, we'll have you back and ask about it. Finally, final question on the rapid fire. One day with any mentor, obviously somebody who's not a mentor now, uh, who would that person be? Oh, that's a good one, man. Um, probably Robert Smith, man. I don't know if you're familiar with Robert yep. Smith. The um, VC venture capital uh, guy? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would, I would love to hang out with him, man. I think he has a fascinating story. And uh, just the, list, watching a lot of his videos and listening to the Genesis, I would love to have lunch with him, mm -hmm. man. Nice. All right, so we are at our final segment. This is usually a segment where I pick up money for charity, but <laughs> here's how the actual segment works. So this is our entrepreneurship trivia. I'm going to ask you a multiple choice question, so you do have a right. chance. If you are correct in your answer, I will gladly donate $25 to the charity of your choice, and when you get it wrong, you will donate $25 to the charity of my choice. <laughs> we'll do, man. We'll do. Are, you, are you ready, Dr. Will? I am ready. All right. So according to the 2018 Small Business Shopkeep Pulse Report, 
What is the number one small business challenge? Here are your options. A, marketing and customer acquisition. B, maintaining profitability. C, managing inventory. Or D, hiring and managing quality employees. We're looking for the number one small business challenge. Oh, that's a good one. Give me, give me A one more time. A is, uh, I'll give them to you all real quick. A okay. is marketing and customer acquisition. That's A. Mm-hmm. B is maintaining profitability. Mm-hmm. C is managing inventory. And D is hiring and managing quality employees. Whew, those are some good ones, man. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm going to go with uh, my first thought. I'm not going to overthink this. I'm just going to go with my first thought. And I'm going to say A. A, is that your final answer? A is my final answer. Well, I want to congratulate you uh, for donating an additional $25 to the KLF Scholarship Fund because that answer is wrong. Uh, the, the correct answer is B, maintaining profitability. In the study, 49% cited that as their number one challenge. You were, if it was a, um, if you got a trophy for second place, uh, A was the second place answer, which was 39% of people said that. So, wow. Uh, and what, yeah. what, was, what was B? What was B? B was 49%. And what was it? It was, it was profitability? Yeah. Maintaining profitability is the number one small business challenge that they cited. Wow. That, that's yeah. a good one, man. That yeah, is yeah. a good one. See, you learn yeah. something new every day. Dr. Will, as we wrap up the show, how do people get in touch with you? So real easy. My website is www.drwillspeaks. That's dr. W-I-L-L-S-P-E-A-K-S, Dr. Will Speaks. And then everywhere on social media, at Dr. Will Speaks is the uh, at symbol, at Dr. Will Speaks. So if you look that up, you'll find me. I would love to hear how you have conquered your fear and how you're beasting out life. You do a couple of things. I mean, as much as you do in the corporate sector, you also um, have a speaker's academy, a couple of different things that could help people better communicate, right? Is all that information on your site or is there separate places for that? No, definitely. If you're looking to start a speaking business or you want to just, if you're in corporate and you have teams that you need to communicate, if you're a CEO, we have special training for CEOs who want to learn how to maximize their communication and spread their vision. You can go to www.drwillspeaks.com, look under coaching or look under Genius Speakers Academy and you'll find those programs. All my millennials, don't message me telling me you don't have to say the www anymore. I'm mm, I'm gonna worry, I'm gonna worry. school doctor. I'll school doctor yeah. Will after we get off the air here. That I, you know what you're right. No, no, you're right, man. I have a 15 year old daughter. And she just told me that, Dad. You don't have to. Everybody knows what it is. www. <laughs> she, she just told me that too, man. She just told me. She said, you know, I say www. You don't have to say the at sign. Just say your username, Dad. She just told well, me. That. Listen, at least you didn't say H. TTP <laughs> colon <laughs> man this has been one of my most this has been uh, honestly a uh, super fun show for me I appreciate you joining the show today Dr. Will I appreciate you having me man we always have a good time man and to the audience, I always appreciate you tuning in. You know, feel free. If you want to get some free training on starting your business, head over to fearlesswithcorey.com and attend my free training, Five Simple Strategies to Get Your Business Started Now. And make sure, hey, we're all over social media. Share this. Get this information out. Each one, teach one, reach one, right? As always, I want to leave you with this. Keep the mind sharp, the vision clear, the resolve strong, and you will make it. I'm Corey Mosley, and this has been another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'll see you next time.
Are you still there? I just want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Our podcast is distributed to several different sources like iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, plus, of course, our own website. And it would mean so much to me if you liked the show to leave a review. It, of course, helps to build our popularity, but it also helps us come up in search engines so we can reach as many entrepreneurs as possible. So, can I count on you to leave a review? I know I can. Thanks again, and I look forward to sharing with you next week.